for joining today. Finding Focus is a series of short, actionable conversations that uncover why and how people focus in a increasingly distracted world. And today we're going to dig into the obstacles, the aha moments, and the strategies that are used by the dynamic, awesome Zoe Hartsfield, community manager at Speckit, and in my opinion, all around inspirational woman. Uh, Zoe, we're really glad to have you here now that I've floored you with your introduction. Um, thanks for coming. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. And that was like way too charitable of an introduction, but I appreciate it. No, I mean, you know, I was very excited to have you on the show because as a marketer myself, I see very clearly all the work that you're doing in this space and the world of community and customer advocacy. Let's be honest, there is always something going on, right? But it is probably one of the most nonstop, always on spaces. So tell me a little bit about why, when I said, let's get you on a show about focus, why were you like, yes, I will do this. Why did that stand out to you? So this stood out to me because focus is actually one of our core values at Speckit. And at the beginning of the year, when I first came on, we had sort of like a company kickoff and, um, you know, we were all challenged to like pick one core value that really, really stood out to us that like either meant something to us or, or for whatever reason we had to pick one and like kind of talk to why. And I actually picked focus because of all of our core values. I think it's the area that I'm the weakest in. Um, I'm pretty like ADHD all over the place. I'm easily distracted. I get bored very easily, like just in life in general. And so the idea of focus or for us, like we call it ruthless prioritization, like how can I dial myself in? Because like, those are just areas that I'm weak. So focus, like you asking me on this podcast was really interesting because it's like, all right, this is an area I've really been like doubling down on over the last six months. I am in no way perfect, but I've definitely just been like putting time and energy into it. So I was like, oh, cool. Fun, fun way to like chat through what I've been learning. Yeah. I mean, that's really the idea of the podcast is not just to have experts on focus who come in here and say, oh, we should all be meditating and we should all be doing all these things all day long, but to actually talk with people who are out there in their day to days, not just their jobs, but their lives. Right. And striving for that. It, um, to some extent, I mean, I think you mentioned ADHD. Now, if you have that, I think there's always an early knowledge of what focus is and why it's hard, right? Like a lot of other folks have to kind of come to this idea of focus as important. Why for you actually do you value focus? Why would you chase it? Like what is, what is it about focus that makes you want to get more of it or build it into your life? So, you know, early days, like early on in my career, focus and prioritization wasn't as important. Like when you're an IC, when you're not in a super strategic role, when your role is very tactical, it's just like not the most important skill. Like that tenacity, that hustle, the ability to like show up and just do work is a little bit more important because somebody else is telling me what to focus on. Somebody else is like, it's very prescriptive. Whereas now I find myself, you know, when you get into these like hyper growth startups, these younger, like earlier stage companies, there's a lot more responsibility put on you that like, admittedly, I'm not even sure I was totally ready for, but like, then again, who's ready for any role that they take on and like you, you grow into it. Um, but just like seeing how much of a deficit I had in my ability to be like, all right, here's like a list of 10 things I could possibly spend my time on. How do I pick one and how do I stick with it? Because pretty soon, 10 minutes into this project, I'm going to be like, mm, but that other one sounded more fun and interesting. Like maybe I'm going to go over here. And all of a sudden I have 10 
you know, 20% done ideas and have gotten nowhere and driven no impact. And so like, it's been a really interesting conversation. And like, also just admittedly, I got feedback from leadership being like, yo, you got to focus a little, a little bit better. So I think it's like taking that feedback to heart. Um, also just like wanting to progress in my career and knowing that part of being a leader someday is helping other people prioritize. Like that's one thing that I really admire about my manager, Mandy, is she's got like, she understands how to prioritize and she's really, really good at saying like, this is like what's worth our time right now. And these other things, it's not that they're not important, but we're going to commit to these ones and we'll like put those on the back burner. We'll reevaluate in the next sprint quarter, what have you so that we can uh, come together and, and get this done. So I do think it's just like really interesting um, to kind of see the evolution of its importance as you like progress in your career. Absolutely. I actually had a manager and it totally reminds me of that statement. He said, as you get more senior, you will do less. And I don't know whether that's causal or whether it's like, you know, whether which way it goes, chicken and the egg. But I really love that thought, which is as you get more senior in your career, you actually do less, right? Like you, and maybe not less things throughout the day, but you focus in on what you have to do and you cut the other stuff out. Right. Um, because I think like it's easy, especially like my career started, you know, I started in like data entry, but you know, after that I was an SDR. And like your day is just a lot, like a high volume of activities. Now those activities add up to outcomes that are meaningful, but like a marketer's day is so different from, I'm gonna send a hundred emails, I'm gonna make 50 cold calls. Like I have not had to make a single cold call as a marketer. So I think I do send emails, but it's, it's definitely more like I'm writing copy and I'm like thinking through social strategy for the team. I'm, do, I'm helping with like the social aspect of a product launch. I'm organizing a community group or like a focus group together of, you know, thought leaders in the space so that our product marketing team can get product feedback and, um, you know, like create a content engine with these thought leaders. So like, it's just so different. And there's so many things to your point in customer marketing, customer advocacy community that you could do. And it's like, what's going to drive the most impact right now? Cause I could do a lot of stuff and provide almost no value to the business, but be really busy. And like, there's just like a difference between like being busy and getting work done. I think that's exactly right. I mean, you mentioned uh, spec. It has that print, the kind of value of ruthless prioritization. Ours, one of ours is focus focused as well. And I think that's what it sets against, right? Is the go, go, go. It's the idea of you just do for doing sake. It's do things, but do them with a, this idea in mind. So let's dive into that. How do you and your manager, Mandy, how do you take what is literally on your plate? Like I want to look at Zoe's plate of, you know, just because you're not an SDR doesn't mean there's not a billion things, right? There's so much, especially, you know, your specialty with customer advocacy and community. There are always things buzzing. Within that, how, what have you found that works and or potentially what does not work? Like, have you tried some things that you're like, wow, that just, for me, that was not the right way to approach it. So there's a couple different things I've done. I recently started using this like productivity journal, which is helping me. And like the reason it helps is it literally has like the most important thing for you to do today. And then it's like, if you finish that, here are two other things that you could get done. And here's like, if you finish those two more things that would be like a nice to have complete, but it's just five. It's like, there's just five things that I could do in a day. And in my environment, 
when I'm in a lot of meetings, five things is actually like, if I could get five things done in a day, that would be like pretty awesome. So having that has been really helpful. Having a manager, you know, when I bring to her the things that are like on my plate or like somebody has asked me to do, I'm like, how, how important do we think this is? Like, do I need to do this? Can I do it all? And she'll be like, no, like really that's, you know, a month's worth of work that they're asking you to do in two weeks. And we didn't agree upon it. I, I think one thing that's really cool is so Mandy, my manager, um, is kind of bringing over agile marketing um, from a previous company and, and we're starting that. And so I'm really excited to jump into this sort of sprint cycle where it's like the entire team and company at large has like an awareness and sort of an agreement of like, this is what Zoe is focusing on for this three week sprint. And like anything else that comes up has to wait till the next sprint, unless for some reason it is like truly dire. Um, which, you know, we have like a pretty strict kind of measuring apparatus for like if something is really dire or if it can wait. And I think that has been helpful, um, not only just having another person to bounce ideas off of and be like, how important is this? But uh, also having that like structure in place on a team level because then like when everybody's on the same page about it I make less requests ad hoc to my team and they make less ad hoc requests to me and so I think it like creates a culture of focus as opposed to just me trying to focus that's I think that's fascinating and so important um the I think the we do something similar because we have kind of that kind of agile approach across product and marketing we're smaller than you guys so we kind of do it across the board, the thing I find that's so nice about that is you can point to it, right? Like you can say like, no, no, that, that'll happen in two weeks because right now I'm here on my board. Like this is what my focus is. It's nice to have kind of a, um, I guess what it really is, is it takes the focus and it communicates it out. There's there, it's not just in your own head. Yeah. It's level setting expectations. I think, I think that's actually probably the thing that I'm, I'm learning a lot is important in my career is making sure that like everyone is on the same page expectation wise. And like, what does this mean to you, to me? What does this ask? How important is it? Kind of like that Eisenhower matrix, et cetera. So like just making sure, yeah, the communication of it is there. And when you, we use a, a productivity tool called ClickUp. So there's open visibility to everybody in the company. Like anyone in the company can kind of take a look at least on a high level and see like, oh, this is what Zoe's like working on these days. Or this is what's on Zoe's, like on deck for Zoe for the next couple of weeks. There's obviously like the random ad hoc thing where it's like this would take me more time to create the task and like thing in ClickUp than it would for me to do the thing. So like there's a lot of little stuff that I end up doing throughout the day that's like random and can be done. But on a high level, on the more strategic initiatives, on like the more complicated, you know, tasks that maybe even have like subtasks or they're like cross-functional. Uh, there's a lot of visibility, and I think that helps with that sort of culture of focus and that collaborative, like, all right, we get it. Like, Zoe's got a lot of stuff to do. We're not going to ask her to do another thing. Yeah, and I do feel like we could go down the route on a whole nother one about the dark side of that, you know, organizing and visibility for visibility's sake, right? Like you mentioned, creating those tasks. That resonated um, a little too <laughs> deeply with me. Um, so, you know, I see from your more, if we go back to more Zoe in terms of your presence, like across social and whatnot, you posted a little while ago about you, this year you did two times more podcasts, more webinars, more speaking. And this idea of like, you clearly had a goal for yourself, a, kind of a set focus for building either the personal brand or just your public presence. Is that still your focus now? Or have you set kind of your next focus? It looked like you were doing a little bit of a retrospective. 
what is your focus, um, maybe outside of work, but for Zoe? Like, what is how? What have you picked in your next few months? Let's say, let's not make it too grand. So yeah, my next few months, um, really like my physical health, actually. So I, like. There was a time, and I think I wrote about this, where I was working, you know, 60, 65 hours a week to try and do, like, side hustle stuff and my day job because, like, I didn't want to let the day job slip and, like, all the things. And, you know, I, I find as an adult, I'm like, how do people work 8 to 10 hours a day, eat right, get enough sleep, exercise, have a social life, have a relationship, like, walk the dog, like just like basic human functional things. Like, it got to the point where I wasn't even washing my face at night. I would like fall asleep with my makeup on and I was like, that's so bad for my skin, you know? So I think, um, really taking a pivot, uh, I actually, so this is like funny timing because I wrote a post a couple of weeks ago about somebody saying like, you look like you've gained weight. Do you need a personal trainer? Fun fact. I actually have a personal trainer. Um, and it was something that I just invested in because I used to be an athlete, uh, back in high school, college, etc. And I was like, I don't say this to brag. But I was very fit. Like it was like the best. I, I love it. Yeah, I can picture it. It was it was awesome. Like I had abs. I could run, you know, thirteen miles and then like be fine and like go do something else later in the day. Now if I ran thirteen miles, I'd be like on the floor for the rest of the day. You know, so I just really let that slip and the consistency of like my health, like mentally, physically. Um, you know, even like spiritually, emotionally, whatever kind of slip. And so really making a shift to putting that first, because at the end of the day, like you don't have your health, you don't, you don't have a whole lot. So, um, yeah, my focus has been outside of work. Like I've really taken a step back, even just in the last couple of weeks from side hustle work. Like I'll still do the podcasts and I, I have a couple speaking engagements that I'm going to be doing, but I'm not taking on like side clients really right now um and for a minute I was afraid that I was like I'll never get it back and then I was like well if I continue to be like half decent at my job and maintain like some of my like social and community presence um it'll be there when I'm ready and so yeah physical physical trainer I'm now working out five or six times a week it depends on the week and like the scheduling gives me and like I went from eating, you know, cake for breakfast uh, to like actual nutritious food. So yeah, it's been a, an interesting thing to dedicate my time to. But I also think it is going to pay dividends when it comes to like my career, my relationship with my husband, my relationship with my friends. Like I was really, really sick uh, last year because of some autoimmune disease stuff, and. I couldn't like do anything. All I did was work and then like lay on the couch in a ball for, I kid you not, like nine months. And so I think um, this is the time to like double down on that. And I think in a couple of months, like building up some of those healthy routines will be really, really good for me. I think that's so important. I mean, we did kind of start the conversation around work and focus at work, but when you zoom out, you know, when we say like, what are you focused on? All of us are most likely, like if I said, what is the one thing that's most important to you? It's probably not going to be work for anyone. I mean, maybe it is, I won't judge, but you know, something as important as health, which underlies everything else. It helps you work better when you're healthy. It helps you, like you mentioned, have the relationships that are stronger. So I think that's a really, really excellent focus. And I'm, I'm impressed. And I'm also inspired because it's not easy to set aside whatever we focus on one thing, we have to set aside something else. Right. And so finding that balance is 
definitely a challenge. So I had to give up what? a lot of Netflix hours for the gym. I was going to ask, what fell <laughs> okay. off the plate? Okay, oh, Netflix okay. fell off the plate. What else? Anything else that you looked at and you said, I'm consciously going to set that aside for right now? Yeah, I mean, I mean so you like, did side hustles. Some of, the, some of the side hustle stuff. Um, also, like, and I want to be so clear about this. Like, I have zero qualms with alcohol, but, like, all of my friends were like, let's go get a drink. That was just, like, the only thing we were, like, doing together. And um, part of this, like, fitness thing, my trainer was like, I'm going to challenge you to, like, not drink for the next 12 weeks and just, like, see how it impacts your, like, physical performance and whatever. And I was like, all right, that's fine. Like, I don't really care. But in that, I'm like, all right, I'm not going to go to the bar with my friend. Like, if there's nothing else to do or nothing else to consume at the place that we're going to go to, then I'll just not go to that. So I think just like having a few more boundaries, like in my social life. And I, I usually just like say like, Hey, like not this time, like want to go for a hike on Saturday instead. And I always offer an alternative because at the end of the day, like the quality time is what I'm there for. I don't think it really matters what we're focusing our quality time around. Um, but yeah, I would say that's like the one other thing, which is like weird to do. No, it's not weird. If anybody else is doing this, you're not weird. I like, it feels different for me uh at 20 you know whatever to be like I'm not gonna like have a drink for 12 weeks but you know it's been fine and it's been good yeah well I mean the focus of wanting to have quality time with friends stayed there is just more like the, the way that you're doing it it's very thoughtful um and high awareness one of our past speakers we chatted a lot about just the importance of awareness if you're not stopping to think about where you're spending your time then who knows where it's going to go um so there's so much on awareness it's almost like budgeting right like a lot of people have a budget and they know exactly where every dollar is going right and like you have to laugh i was one of those people raised where like my mom i remember oh, yeah. i actually learned i literally had to write down the dollar. we called it the rubber budget and you had to oh my gosh yeah my parents too my mom like taught me to use like a checkbook ledger like at like 16, I was like, I don't even have a checkbook. Like, what are you talking about? So it's, I think it's really interesting, but like we don't approach our time, like we approach our money. And it's kind of interesting because like, you can always make more money, but you can't like manifest more time, you know? Like you don't, it's a really finite, it's the most finite resource. And I know people talk about that all the time. Um, but like, you literally have a budget of 24 hours in a day. You, you cannot go past that because it resets to tomorrow. And so the fact that like we're so obsessed with like growing our wealth and like I'm going to budget, I'm going to save this much, I'm going to spend this much on groceries and like whatever. And then I'll go spend like eight hours on a Saturday binging some show on Netflix. Like what a waste, you know? So I think just like learning to your point that awareness and like being thoughtful about where you're spending that resource. I agree. I, I saw, I'm trying to remember, I think it was... I want to say it was like Floyd Mayweather. It was an athlete and he was talking about, um, he literally calculated the time. He's like, I spend two hours doing this. You know, I spent one hour getting ready. I spent eight hours sleeping. Like, and he calculated, and he said, well, that leaves me with two hours in the day, you know, and this is like a high performance athlete. And he's like, those two hours better be going to something that I think is worth it. Right. Those, otherwise yeah. those two hours, you know, you pull out the phone. I've recently started in the mornings. I don't ever look at my phone. I get up and I, it is the hardest thing. Let me tell you, Zoe, it is so hard because you use it for an alarm clock. It's right there. I don't look at it and it is 
almost it's more of an exercise in awareness about why I so desperately want to pick it up, right? Like it's actually the moment where I realize how bad it gets because if you have get into the habit of not looking at it, you're always thinking about it. Has it been good though? Tangent. Do you like it? It, it? I'm getting there. I'm about two and a half weeks into it. I'm still in the phase where I am, it, I, it has surfaced to me as it must be an addiction because I am absolutely thinking about it. Every morning when I don't turn on, I literally have to say, no, no, don't do it. And so I feel like I'm still in that phase where it's an addiction and I haven't actually set the habit yet. That's my, that's my gut feeling. So I will report back in another few weeks. But, um, you know, you mentioned earlier though, about habits. I think if you're not in the habit of something, it is still very, very hard to do. Um, have you done any, I'm just, this is more personal curiosity. And then I realize time is flying by and I want to keep you on your busy day. Have you done any actual work with habits? I know there's a lot of different books or strategies. Has habits been something that you've worked with? And actually, I know too, we mentioned with um, attention, like really focusing on attention, habits can be a big thing. Yeah, so I've, I have done my fair share of like crash habit forming where I'm like, I'm going to change nine things in my life all at once. And then it lasts for like three weeks and it falls apart or whatever. Like something I go on vacation and like the routine dies or whatever. But I've noticed that like as a person, I thrive in routine. I like to switch up my routine every once in a while. But having an actual baseline routine is like something that's good for my mental health and well-being. And so one thing that I noticed in the last couple of months and another reason I sort of stepped away from some of the side work recently is I was like, I have zero boundaries. I have zero routine like I'm just trying to fit work in wherever it will fit. And if that means I only get three hours of sleep in a night, that means I only get three hours of sleep. Or if that means I literally am a zombie by the time the day is over and I don't have a meaningful conversation with my husband, then that's what that means. And it was just like, no, that's like not the person I want to be, how I want to treat people, how I want to live my life. And so the thing that I've done recently that has been helpful is, you know, like one, have forcing functions in your life that help you like with the habits. So like one thing I did was I paid for a personal trainer because I was like, if I have a trainer or a coach, I'm going to friggin' do whatever they tell me to do. Like when I was an athlete in high school and college, like my coach told me to run 12 miles. I'm not going to be like, nah, I won't like, of course I'm going to go do that. So I think having that like external, um, I would call it forcing function or you could call it accountability, like whatever you want that's going to kind of ensure that you do it, whatever that is for you. I think that's one thing. And then the other thing is like, don't try and rewrite the playbook overnight, just like change one thing. And so for me, I realized I was uh, not drinking enough water, like at all. Like I drink like two cups of water a day and like eight cups of coffee. So it's like really not very good for all of my internal organs. So uh, the thing that I changed instead of being like, I'm going to change my diet and like all of this stuff, like I'm not going to, and I'm going to run 15 miles a day. It was just like, you know what? I'm just going to drink like 10 cups of water a day and see where we get, you know? And I've been doing that for a couple of weeks and it's like, I'm not going to drink anything. I can have two cups of coffee, 10 cups of water, and I can't have anything else. Like if I want more something to drink, I will just drink more water. And that's like the one thing that I changed. And like, I already feel quite a bit better. I think I've been dehydrated for the last like 20 years, but, um, yeah. So I think for me, like that habit forming is like, you don't have to change everything at once. Pick one thing that leads you towards, I think it's in either atomic habits or a podcast that I listen to. I'm not sure, but it's like, like choosing into who you want to be. Like I am a runner. I am a healthy person. I'm a person who drinks water, like telling yourself that story and then 
doing things that back up that narrative as opposed to being like, I want to be that thing, but I'm not. It's like, no, I am that. And I'm going to do things that like reinforce that narrative in my head. I love that. That is Atomic Habits, but I love that. That is such a good, instead of saying, I'm going to drink 10 cups of water, you say, I'm a person who drinks 10 cups of I'm water. I'm a hydrated person. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a drinker of water. Yes. Um, well, I want to keep you on track with your day. I could probably chat with you for hours and we've done that before. Um, so we will do it again. But thank you so much. If people want to follow Zoe and see her awesome content, especially on LinkedIn, um, LinkedIn, of course, is there anywhere else that people should look for you or um, follow what you're doing, even with Speckit as well? Yeah, so um, definitely follow Speckit uh, or honestly, like follow our CEO, Melanie Filet. Like if you want updates on like what's up with Speckit, she's like, I, I mean, I'll say this now. I run our Speckit social media. Melanie's social media is more interesting than like Speckit social media. So go give her a follow. Um, and then I've been on Twitter and TikTok a little bit lately, been dabbling. I'm actually putting another TikTok out today. Uh, but mostly it's like career tips and like SDR or marketing advice. So it's kind of like that sales and marketing, SaaS tech, like career progression advice, and also just me being silly. So you can see whatever you want on there. Yeah. And if you want to be like Zoe, start drinking your water and uh, get yourself uh, trainers to, to kick your butt into oh, gear. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I was, I was an athlete that, that had coaches too. And I think coaches as a concept is so powerful. So it's in idea. every aspect of life. Like I totally get why people do like therapy, the life coaching, business coaches, like you got some, you got that accountability. You have somebody kind of like driving you towards a goal. Like me on my own, my own like discipline and constitution just sadly is not enough. But if I have a coach yelling in my ear or like gently saying like, hey, you should probably do this, I'm going to do it because I don't want to let them down. So I think forcing functions, got to happen. I love it. Well, thank you for being here today. Um, everybody else, get down and give me 20 and we will uh, see everybody on the next episode later on. Thanks so much for being here today, Thanks Zoe. It was great to chat me. with you. Appreciate it.